Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 1 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is taken from a series of books written under the banner, In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 24 is entitled, Science and Free Will. In his book, The Grand Design, Stephen Hagen wrote, Since people live in the universe and interact with the other objects in it, Scientific determinism must hold for people as well. Scientific determinism refers to the forces of nature that dictate our behavior. Many scientists believe in biological or genetic determinism, environmental determinism, cultural or social determinism, behavioral determinism, causal determinism, etc. The fundamental assumption is that free will does not exist. The question whether or not man has free will is an ancient question and remains one of the most important questions in the universe. The stakes are very high. If free will exists, then we are responsible for our behavior. If free will does not exist, then we are not responsible for our behavior. We are automatons. As ants to man, so are we to the stars. Robotic insects scurrying over the earth waiting to be stamped out by cataclysmic events. If free will does not exist, then one may logically ask, what is the purpose of life? The answer is self-evident. Without free will, there is no purpose to life except as an amusement for the gods. And Shakespeare's Gloucester was right. As flies to wanton boys are we to the gods. They kill us for their sport. Individuals may differ in opinions, but the scientific community holds to the opinion of a deterministic universe. Scientific determinism means there is no free will, no freedom, and no agency. Some force outside ourselves governs our behavior. We are all robots, automatons, biological machines doing the bidding of nature. We are accidentally good or accidentally evil and do not bear responsibility for our actions. To the scientific community, everything is predestined by law, even human behavior. Mr. Hawkins is a physicist and looks at determinism from an entirely physical point of view based on temporal law. The physical body is all there is. We have no soul. It follows that the body is merely a biological machine governed by law, much as the planets and stars are governed by law. Strictly speaking, that is scientific determinism based on physical law. Physicists propose an accidental universe. At the core of an accidental universe is the philosophy that everything is ruled by chance, and there is no real order in the universe, consequently no real purpose in our lives. Although not compatible with the idea of an accidental universe, scientists adhere to the idea that once set in motion, everything is on a fixed, undeviating course, determined by the past. In other words, if you had full information of the past, you could predict your own future, for it would be inevitable. Ignorance of law alone gives the illusion of free will. In other words, it only appears that we have free will because we are not smart enough to see that we don't. 
Even the best computers aren't fast enough to calculate all the necessary probabilities. We're simply a product of occurrences that began with the Big Bang and will end in a giant heat death, rendering everything meaningless. Science is optimistic in expectations and hopes of new discoveries, but entirely nihilistic in the final outcome. Scientific nihilism spills over into personal philosophy about life. As no beer commercial said, you only go around once, live life with gusto. In other words, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you die. Whereas physicists argue against free will from a physical standpoint, blaming causal determinism, biologists argue against free will because of evolutionary and genetic determinism. Social scientists argue against free will because of environmental determinism. Every science develops its own argument against free will. For physicists, the universe was created by accident. They simply ignore the laws of probability, even though they admit that the chances of the universe being created by accident are so infinitesimally small that the universe should not logically exist. Physicists refer to the creation of the Earth as serendipity of circumstances, or happy accident. Scientists will be quick to tell you how illogical creation is. Even for life to exist on Earth, certain conditions must be in place, and for those conditions to occur simultaneously defies all probability. James B. Stein, in his book, Cosmic Numbers, The Numbers That Define Our Universe, describes the essential constants that must exist for life to exist. Among the 13 constants he mentions are gravitational constant, the speed of light, the ideal gas constant, absolute zero, the relative strength of electricity and gravity, Boltzmann's constant, Planck's constant, and so on. Without any of those constants, life could not exist. However, for one constant to occur by accident defies all probability, but for all of them to occur by accident in order to allow life to exist makes the idea of an accidental universe too improbable to imagine. Yet science persists in its opinion. Mr. Hawking observed, Were it not for a series of startling coincidences in the precise detail of physical law, it seems human and similar life forms would never have come into being. It seems odd that those who do not believe in God have no trouble believing in magic, for surely an accidental universe against such astronomical odds can only be attributed to magic. The argument of science is simply this. There is no intelligent design. There is no God. There is no creator. However, since the universe exists and life exists, Therefore, it must be by accident. The assumption is that science will accept any explanation for the existence of life but intelligent design and God. In other words, existence needs no scientific explanation. It is a cosmic non sequitur. Non sequitur means it does not follow. It would be safer for scientists to admit that they don't know why there is life or why there is a universe. To close the argument by saying it is accidental does not follow the scientific method. Science faces a cosmic dilemma. They must explain away the overwhelming evidence of intelligent design. However, the closest they come, as articulated by Mr. Hawkins, is that it has the appearance of intelligent design. It is circular to argue that because laws exist, God does not exist. It is far more logical to assume that God organized law and law created the universe. Science has grossly missed the point as demonstrated by the following statement by Mr. Hawking. 
A scientific law is not a scientific law if it holds only when some supernatural being decides not to interfere. Ironically, Mr. Hawkins' statement is irrefutable and perfectly true. It is his assumption that is false. Mr. Hawkins assumes that God interferes with laws. That ignores the fact that it was God who organized the laws and created our universe. It follows that God never interferes with laws. God is a God of law and order. Contrary to what science may think Christians believe, the truth is that no miracle of God ever violated law. All miracles, like all acts of God, are governed by law. The purpose of law is to govern, to perfect, to protect, and to provide an orderly universe. There are two sets of laws, temporal laws and spiritual laws. Both sets of laws act on the same principle, the principle of causality. For every cause, there is an effect, and for every effect, there is a cause. God organized temporal laws, or what we call the laws of creation or laws of nature, often called the laws of science, that are responsible for the creation of the universe, our galaxy, our solar system, and our earth. Only law can bring order out of chaos. If God violated his own laws, he would cease to be God. The statement above by Mr. Hawkins ignores other common facts. For example, The law of gravity is absolute. Gravity gives order to our world. Gravity never takes a holiday. We can only jump a few feet off the ground before gravity snatches us back. However, we can leap thousands of feet over a sheer cliff aided by gravity. In other words, we may jump out of a plane onto the ground no matter how many thousands of feet above the earth the plane is flying. However, we cannot jump from the ground onto a plane. If gravity is so restrictive, how is it then that we can fly to the moon or send a spaceship to Mars? Do we rescind the laws of gravity? Of course not. Our rockets break from the gravitational pull of Earth because of more powerful forces. Furthermore, we use the laws of gravity to slingshot our rockets into outer space. All miracles work on the same principle. All miracles are strictly governed by law. If you know the laws, you can bring about the miracle. Many consider electricity to be a miracle, yet a child can flip a switch to light a city. No law contradicts another law, or all laws would unravel. If we could but see it, temporal laws and spiritual laws work in harmony. It is common scientific knowledge that higher laws can overpower lower laws. Some temporal laws, of course, allow limited or even zero control. We cannot stop a tornado a hurricane, or a tsunami. However, we can build structures to ameliorate their effects. We cannot stop the sun from coming up and going down, but we can harness the energy of the sun. We cannot ignore the law of gravity, but we can harness the power of gravity. Regardless of appearances, science is still in its infancy. When all truth is known, we will discover that there is perfect harmony in all of God's creations. Furthermore, we will discover that the purpose of all laws is to give us freedom. Only in chaos and disorder is there no freedom, no agency, and no free will. Only in law and order is there free will. There is no sphere that is not governed by a complete set of laws that give it independence. We are able to exercise our free will because all temporal laws have conditions, and by understanding those conditions, we impose our will upon law. We never break a temporal law. 
We merely use higher laws to overcome obstacles imposed by lower laws. We know that knowledge gives us freedom. It was Christ who said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Obviously, he is saying that it is knowledge of truth that makes us free. Truth and law are synonymous. In other words, it is knowledge of law that makes us free. Law is truth, and truth is law. Truth must be absolute, because law is absolute. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.